Fantasy Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go to get the intel edge you need to succeed. Trust the best in the business at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action this football season. Postseason baseball, hockey too. Every major sport is what you can wager on in the Superbook Sports app. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience in the state of Tennessee. One of the state's largest selections of quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. And TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, a new way for you to start your fitness journey. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMavFitness.com. We got some uh, Vols predictions flying in the chat. Vols by Fitty, says Jason Martin on YouTube. I uh, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game. And so as we look at this matchup, right now Alabama is currently favored, when last I checked in the Superbook app, favored by 7.5. Last I checked the line. Now I know that there's probably going to be some sharp money coming in, on Tennessee as we get closer to this. But right now, the line, seven and a half in favor of Alabama on the road in Knoxville, uh, and the over-under set at 65. The question becomes, does Bryce Young play against, uh, does Bryce Young play against the Tennessee Volunteers after missing some time? And obviously, Bama's struggling with Jalen Milrow, the freshman quarterback who was turning the ball over left and right against Texas A&M. In fact, really keeping Texas A&M in that game. Jalen Milrose turnovers and I thought a good effort by the A&M defense to kind of keep a handle on everything not named Jameer Gibbs. But as we look at this situation, I think we can go ahead and assume, I think we can go ahead and assume that Jalen, or rather that Bryce Young is going to play in this game. And obviously that's a big deal. The question for the Vols, the biggest injury question for the Vols is what is the status of Cedric Tillman their top wide receiver, but who they have really seemed to survive quite well without. So looking at all these different things, the place that I want to start with is this, because it's been quite some time since this game has felt like an actual rivalry. In fact, it may, I mean, Alabama may come in here, you know, uh, come in here hot and with the intention of trying to just beat the holy hell out of the Vols to make a point. They may well do that. Alabama is capable of turning it on at any given point, particularly if they have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. But the question I want to ask you is this, what is the best college football rivalry? Because it hasn't been Alabama-Tennessee. It hasn't been Tennessee-Georgia. Uh, Tennessee's greatest rivalry, just by nature of the competitiveness of the games, lately has been Vanderbilt. And obviously, that's not the kind of matchup that Vols fans are uh, looking or are trying to relish. They're trying to get a little more out of their rivalry games against Georgia, Florida, and Alabama in meaningful ways. So what's the best rivalry in college football right now? We'll talk about it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. And I'll remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Ford, uh, the 2023 model year Fords available for you right now at the dealership in Mount Juliet. There's so many different ways to shop. You can go out and visit them on location. You can reach out by phone to any of their non-commissioned salespeople, 
1,000 is the number, real simple. Or you can head to tworiversford.com to check out their inventory and custom order the exact Ford you want. Whether it's an F-150, a Bronco, Explorer, Escape, or Expedition, Two Rivers Ford will make sure that you get exactly what you want for a price that is well below MSRP. They're the best in the business for over almost 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. So what's the best rivalry in college football right now? Ohio State-Michigan hasn't really been that kind of a rivalry. Sometimes the games are close, but um, as Jeff Rubel submits, that is his nominee. It's called the game. It has the best ratings every year and has the 10-year war. And I would say, though, but Ohio State has largely, obviously Michigan won the last meeting, but Ohio State has dominated that rivalry, certainly in the Jim Harbaugh era of Michigan football, Jeff. So I imagine you have to feel the same way as Alabama fans or Florida fans have towards uh, have towards Tennessee, where, yeah, it's supposed to be a rivalry game, but it's not really, not really quite that, which I think uh, I think kind of throws a wrench in a lot of these conversations. You know, uh, USC and Notre Dame is considered a rivalry. Sometimes those games are close, but in, in recent years, Notre Dame has dominated that particular matchup. Uh, you've got rivalry games across the SEC. I think Arkansas and Texas A&M is always a good one. But there's a lot of different ways that you could look at this and say, okay, I mean, a lot of these games that are sold as rivalry games, they don't necessarily live up to the hype. You know what does? Stephen 1986 says it correctly. Alabama and Auburn, the Iron Bowl, it always seems to be a hugely competitive game. And I think that, I think from that standpoint, that that is one that delivers. Even Auburn has had some down years. Auburn obviously dealing with a down year at this point. But it is something. Uh, it is something that you you look at and say they're always going to bring it. It's always a toss up, no matter how good Alabama is or how down Auburn is at this point. Army Navy is one that's historically a good one, although those those games have a tendency to sometimes be lopsided in favor of Navy. Uh, we've had a lot more closer games, says Jeff Rubel of the of the game, not these forty four to fourteen ass whoopings that Tennessee takes. Well. Tennessee is looking to get on the right side of that, certainly as they move forward. And, you know, in talking about in talking about the rivalry games, I think it's interesting to hear from Henry To'o To'o on this matter about these kind of rivalries, because obviously Henry T played for Tennessee, transferred to Alabama, has played that high level there for the last two seasons, and uh, is looking at this from the standard of somebody who has played in this game from both sides. The next one playing in Neyland. Um, you know, definitely super excited. Um, you guys already know my journey and where I started. So definitely um, going to be a huge challenge. They're a great team. Um, it's going to be a great environment. Super excited about playing in a hot, another hostile environment, being able to test who we are as a team. Um, and, you know, just another another game on the road for us. Um, big rivalry game, tradition-wise. Um, this tradition runs deep. So, you know, super excited to be able to, you know, uphold that tradition and that legacy of, you know, Alabama football. Ben Hall says, F Henry T. He doesn't have the right to talk about rivalries. He and his dad can go F off. Get Toe Toe off my screen, says Trevor Thomas. Hey, uh, he he did y'all dirty, but I, I don't I don't know how anybody, I don't know how anybody could blame him for wanting to go win national championships or compete for national championships, uh, even as Alabama lost last year. I think you think you can understand the position that Toe Toe, listen, there are 35 players that left uh that left Tennessee after Jeremy Pruitt got fired for cause 
35 players, including their best running backs, their best offensive linemen, their best defensive player in Henry Toho Toho. Like it wasn't, Toho Toho gets a lot of hate, understandably so, but it's not, it's not like he was the only one. There was a lot of people who looked around at Tennessee and said, this is a shit show. I got to get out of here. And in their defense, it had been, it had been poorly run again. It was going to be a, it was going to be a situation where they had to figure out nobody could have seen how well Josh Heupel would do in this situation, um, understanding that his he was not a proven product at this level of college football. Obviously, now you have the results in hand. Games like forty to thirteen over LSU, the kind of offense that they play, them stumbling, frankly, into Hendon Hooker after selecting Joe Milton as the starting quarterback. I think that uh, I think that there's a uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of uncertainty, and I think now that you know people can pound their chest and say the Vols are back and actually mean it. I think it does change a lot of things for a lot of different people. So I don't I don't blame Henry Toto one bit for the way that he made his decision, uh, even if it took a little while and you felt like he might have a shot at going back. I think that uh, I think that there is a you know just because of by nature of where he went right to go to Alabama is a uh, to go to Alabama is a particular kind of slight that a lot of Tennessee fans can't live with and and from that standpoint I understand it the best rivalry in college football I think I think consistently though the one that delivers I'll tell you which one I believe it to be right after I remind you that the place that you go for the Intel edge is the Ashton real estate group of Remax Advantage at garyashton.com that's the best in the business. That's the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, the official real estate agent of me, because they got me my dream address without the stress three years ago. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed. Whether you want to find your next home or sell your current one for more, Gary Ashton has you covered. Get the Intel edge unlike anywhere else at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So, I think it has to be the Iron Bowl. I, I think that consistently it's a game that delivers. Florida and Georgia is is up there. What, what do they call it? The world's largest cocktail party, even though I think that they've removed that name for some reason. There's a lot of good rivalries in the SEC. Um, you know, rivalries are certainly changing. Obviously, now that conference realignment has taken such a large role, UCLA and USC in the Big Ten is going to change the nature of some rivalries. In college football, Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC is now a different kind of a rivalry. Certainly was not a rivalry this past weekend with Texas dominating them 49 to nothing the way that they did. But the Auburn consists, or the rather the Iron Bowl, I think consistently delivers in that way to where you 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 always have that heightened sense of urgency. You know, I know a lot of Vols fans prior to this season that like flat don't watch the Alabama game. My, my uh, so we have producer Reed on the on the uh, primetime show, who is a diehard Crimson Tide fan, uh, who's very who's very much enjoyed being on the winning side of this quote unquote rivalry for a long time. And then on the radio show, I've got my uh, my producer Lucas, who is a volunteer alumni who takes vacation every year, who go who schedules concerts on the Saturday of Alabama Tennessee because he doesn't want to put himself through that. A lot of people have done that for quite some time. Uh, UT versus UT will be upcoming for sure. Tennessee versus Texas. Once they get into the SEC, we'll see who they're, uh, you know, the, who the common opponents end up being throughout the course of a season because I, I can't imagine that's going to be a recurring game. Michigan and Notre Dame is a is a is typically a fun one. 
Notre Dame does have a lot of interesting rivalry games in college in the history of college football that do transcend things like conference realignment. Obviously, Notre Dame is independent, but I do think uh, I do think that when you look at rivalry games, there's not a better one than the Iron Bowl in college football. Iowa Iowa State says Mike A. Ralston is an awesome rivalry that also deserves a mention. I agree. I'm glad you brought that one up. Clint Lassiter says anyway the Titans can grab somebody off the balls. To replace Caleb Farley. Uh, have you seen the Vols in coverage? They are a bit of a nightmare. I don't think the Caleb Farley, I think the Caleb Farley experience is as good, if not, you know, it's probably equal footing for what it is to watch the Vols uh, in coverage versus the uh, Tennessee Titans, or rather Caleb Farley specifically. So I don't think that would provi- provide your solution based on what I've seen. But as we look at this game, let's talk about the expectations for Tennessee against Alabama as seven and a half point home underdogs what are you expecting from the balls this weekend in knoxville hosting the number one team in the country let's talk about it together on facebook youtube twitter and twitch it is uh the uh the the it's the biggest honestly there's a ton of great college football games this weekend that i want to uh i want to make sure i pull them up so i can go through the list of them together because honestly like it is as good a, a college football weekend as we've had. Last weekend was pretty good as well, but some of the results ended up being pretty significantly lopsided. Uh, top ten matchup or top twenty-five matchups. Just to take a look at these, ten number ten Penn State is at number five Michigan. Obviously, number three Alabama at number six Tennessee. Number eight Oklahoma State at thirteen TCU. NC State is the fifteenth best team in the country. Syracuse is still undefeated. They are eighteenth. Right now in the AP poll, excuse me, I need to cough. <coughs> Mississippi State, uh, number 16 and number 22, Kentucky, USC, and Utah in a game of Pac-12 hopefuls. So with all of these different things, what is your expectation for Tennessee and Alabama this weekend? We will address that question right after I remind you that can you can uh, bet on this game and every other college football game, any professional football game. Any baseball game, any hockey game in the Superbook Sports app. Superbook Sports is the best place you can go to take the fight to Vegas each and every week, every day, if you so choose. They have great odds boosts and betting promos available in the app for you to uh, pick and choose from. They will match your first bet up to $1,000, whether the bet wins or loses. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, one 800 889 Nine seven eight nine. So, what is our expectation for Tennessee and Alabama? You know, there's a couple of different ways that you have to look at it, but I want you first to hear from Nick Saban because obviously Nick Saban has been hugely respectful of this opponent. He's always, I think, respectful of his opponents, but this time Tennessee actually poses a threat. An outstanding team. They're undefeated. Um, Josh has done a really, really good job there. Um, probably one of the most explosive. Co- uh, offenses, if not the most explosive offense, you know, in the country. Uh, they've got really good wide receivers. Four guys have lots of production. They've got two really good running backs, lots of production. The quarterback, you know, Hooker is, you know, really done a nice job of executing their offense. Uh, he's one of the leading pass efficiency guys in the country, as well as uh, has ability to extend plays and make plays with his feet. He's a very good athlete all the way around and uh, has had an outstanding year. Uh, Their defense is, you know, one of the top defensive teams, especially in terms of creating negative plays. And, um, 
making people difficult for them to score. Um, 17 points a game is, you know, really good and one of the tops in the SEC. And um, they're always really solid with their specialists and on special teams. So this is a really, really good team, a real challenge for us. And So he goes on at, at a little bit more length, but uh, certainly the greatest advantage, uh, the greatest advantage that the Vols have is, listen, Alabama has some of the best defensive backs in the country, but even the best defensive backs in professional football and college football, they can get beat by explosive plays. These guys are going to be out there on an island. We talk about this with uh, Mike Felder of Stadium today. He's one of the smartest X's and O's guys in the business. And basically what Felder's analysis was, and you can hear the full interview, in the uh, podcast feed of the radio show. Just search the Buck Rising Show. Simple plug right there. Um, and Felder said the, the way that they utilize speed in space puts such puts such uh, stress on defenders when you have corners and uh, defensive backs on an island the way that Alabama is going to play the vast majority of teams. Now, obviously, Nick Saban is not unwilling to adapt, and they will certainly make adjustments as necessary. But there is a consistent big play component to the Tennessee offense outside of their rushing attack, which, by the way, they were very, very good running the football. Hennon Hooker, uh, mobile quarterbacks do typically pose issues for Alabama defenses, no matter how the evolution of Alabama defense has gone over the past couple of years. Hennon Hooker is not necessarily Johnny Manziel, but there's not that big of a difference between their playmaking ability in this offense, I have seen Hendon Hooker make some pretty incredible throws. And I think, I, I don't think the stock, it's not stylistically Johnny. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that the po- problems that Johnny Manziel, when they upset Alabama, when he was the quarterback at Texas A&M, some of those similarities exist in how a quarterback in a system like this, where it is so spread out and creates those rushing lanes for the, uh, for the passer. It definitely it definitely poses the same kind of challenge, no matter who's the defense that they're going up against. Mark Jones says, remember when you said Hooker wasn't that good? Well, I don't think he's that good as a pro prospect. I, I, don't be ridiculous. But there's a difference between being a good pro prospect and being a good college football quarterback. Hennon Hooker hasn't thrown an interception this year. Now, part of that is by design, I think, uh, by, by nature of how spread out the offense is. He's not being put in a lot of high-traffic situations. Um, and a lot of the decision-making, he's not necessarily moving off of his first read. So no, Hennon Hooker is not a good pro football quarterback prospect. We're not talking pro football tonight. We're talking college. And within this scheme, the scheme helps maximize a player who I think obviously has done uh, a great job within the scheme to be a good college football quarterback. Uh, Mark Jones says Heisman, and that that's probably still going to C.J. Stroud first, Bryce Young second. But Hooker, I think, is... I think you have to consider Hooker third on that list to his credit. Absolutely. There's no you can't you can't ignore the production nor the numbers. But uh he is uh he is absolutely a player. Um he's absolutely a player who by by nature of what he is capable of doing is inferior to the other two. And that's let's two guys among what? How many how many college football like D1 college football programs are there? It's it's 140, 150. Something, uh, something to that effect. I, that may be that may be a bit high, but still, it's you know, 125 plus starting college quarterbacks, and there's two guys better than your guy. I don't think that's a big deal, right? I don't think that's a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination, because Derek R. correctly says 
47 touchdowns, and he means three interceptions because Hooker did have three interceptions last season since he took over. Don't be ridiculous, Buck. I'm not being ridiculous. I'm saying I'm literally telling you, uh, I'm literally telling you that there are two, only two college football quarterbacks who have performed at a higher level than Hendon Hooker. Just because I'm not putting him at number one doesn't mean, uh, doesn't mean that he's not, you know, that he's not really, really good in what he's been asked to do. I think it's nonsense. Uh, that you guys would take that as some kind of slight. But listen, I understand you got a lot of pride. Your football team's back. You're feeling you're feeling pretty hot because you embarrassed Brian Kelly. You should, by the way. I'm happy for you. But you know, that doesn't mean that you can be that I'm gonna that I'm gonna let you get away with being completely unrealistic about what the situation is. Let's not be crazy. Um, who has Ohio State beat? Oh, wait, I don't care who they've beaten. I'm watching CJ Stroud as a pro prospect and looking at him as the uh probable number one overall pick. Because he's got the size, uh, prototypical size that uh, Bryce Young does not. Bryce Young, I think, is like five. Producer Reed can correct me if I'm in, uh, if I'm wrong on this, but I think Bryce Young is like five eleven. He's pretty slight as well. He's like 175 pounds. Um, this is not a uh, this is not somebody who looks like the size of an NFL quarterback. But again, it's not about the NFL right now. It's about college football. So for all these different things, um, you have to continue to look at this realistically and say that, yeah, C.J. Stroud is clearly and obviously a better pro football quarterback or prospect than Hendon Hooker is. But that doesn't mean we're talking about pro football tonight. Again, let go and let God. You're going to be okay. Uh, looking at the uh, looking at the situation for my expectations, you know, I do think that I do think that Alabama brings them back down to earth a little bit. You know, it's, it's going to look a lot like uh, I think that Bryce Young, you know, this this lat injury that he has, I don't know the severity. Uh, at this point, um, I don't know the, the, uh, the severity of the, of the, of the situation. I know there are several different like grades of the kind of injury that he has. Uh, Bryce Young is listed as six foot one ninety four. They're giving him, they're giving him an, at least an inch and a couple of pounds there. Uh, Reed there's that's, that's, he is not, he is not six foot, nor is he 194 pounds. Hell out of here with that. But I appreciate them trying to lie blatantly to us. And listen, I, you know, I mean, it's not like he can't play in the NFL, but still, like, that's, that's, that's for the purposes of NFL scouts are going to look at that guy and be like, oh, that's you're about, you're about 20, 20 pounds shy of 194 at this point. So what's realistic for Tennessee? I, you know, if they, if they, I think they are totally capable of beating either Alabama or Georgia. I think they are more likely to beat Georgia than they are to beat Alabama just because I think Bama can take it to a different level. Uh, at any given point, as they did in the fourth quarter against AM. The way they started dialing up those blitzes and pressures against, uh, against um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Haynes King, the AM quarterback, as that situation got late, obviously, as they needed, uh, obviously, as they needed to make sure that that game was in hand, the Alabama defense was spectacular. And I think that that, that team is capable of, of, taking it to you in a, in a way different than Georgia is right now on both sides of the ball, to be honest. I think the Vols, I, you know, I think to, to make the Vols seven and a half point underdogs at home, I think that's flatly disrespectful. I think they have earned the benefit of the doubt because frankly, I think on a more consistent basis and Alabama does play a tougher schedule, but I think that, I think that Tennessee in their games has looked more consistent and stronger than Alabama has in their games. They were down against Texas A&M. Bryce Young obviously didn't play, but I also thought that Texas gave them a tougher game than they should have. And uh, I, you know, I think that there are there are moments when Bama has looked mortal in ways that we're not typically accustomed 
to seeing. So I will see. Uh, I will see. I, I'd be curious to see how it goes. I think it ends up being a competitive game. Ultimately, I think Alabama comes out victorious, but it doesn't mean that Tennessee can't give them an absolute scare in ways that Tennessee has not been able to do in a really, really long time. So I think this is the mo- I think this is the most fun college football season I can remember because Georgia and Alabama have looked mortal, and Clemson has looked mortal. Right? There's no world beater this year in college football. So teams like Tennessee and Texas A&M, unranked or the number six team in the country. They can they can give the the big dogs a scare, and I really really enjoy that element of it. It's certainly keeping me engaged in college football longer than I usually am. Uh, all, Brent Fisher says, "All I can tell any and everyone is this: It's great to be a Tennessee Vol. It's time to get this rivalry turned back in favor of the Big Orange. I it's going to be a spectacular environment in in Neyland. I uh, I really did think about going, but it's it's the bye week, and uh, you know I I would like to take a little bit of time off. So as fun as that would be, I uh, I think it's better that I'm staying home and I'm going to watch it from home in all likelihood. But my expectations, my expectations is at seven and a half points in favor of uh, Alabama is far too much, and I think Tennessee is really really going to give them a fun product to compete against. All right, let's wrap this up with a gone viral video here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The question is simple, and producer Reed came up with a good one. What is the most useless talent that you have, that a friend has, that a family member has? What is a considered quote-unquote talent that you find to be particularly useless? Because producer Reed found a very good one. Uh, We will talk about this together right after I remind you that True Math Fitness is where you go to get your fitness journey started. Their classes are fantastic. They are tailored to any fitness level. And your first class as a Middle Tennessee resident is for free. The classes are boot camp style, about 40 to 45 minutes in length. No workout ever recycled or repeated to make sure that your body continuously adapts to improve your fitness level across the board. Their classes are fantastic, but they also offer an open gym concept, and personal training for that one-on-one experience if you would prefer that. They have memberships at every level to fit your budget and your needs. And of course, it's conveniently located in the Gulch in downtown Nashville. True Math Fitness, the place that's helping me reach my goal, 200 by Super Bowl, and the place that can help you get your fitness journey started today. TrueMathFitness.com for more information or sign up for your classes in the Mind Body app. Uh, Luman says useless talent, um, producer that's disrespectful to read. I don't, I don't like that at all. Lewis, we will not have that. Of course, Derek R says I can dislocate my shoulder and pop it back in on command. Oh my God. That sounds incredibly painful. That sounds awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, trying to figure out why my girlfriend is mad, uh, is mad is useless. Yes. That's a, uh, I think that's one that any significant other, any partner can relate to, but this one that producer Reed found. It's as useless as anything I've ever seen, but it's also laugh-out-loud funny. I'm the fastest reader in the world. I read a 1,679-pages book within two seconds. Yes. Go on. What is it? What, what it was happened? fast, so you didn't know. What, the, what just happened, Nana? What, what, what did you learn from the book that you just read? Spider. 
You said what? The first one is pretty real. I will, I, will, I will chew your meat. Are you crazy? Think I have to joke with you? I'll, I just read. I can read fast. You don't understand what you are reading. Then what's the point? Anybody can do what you just did. What kind of talent is this? It's laugh out loud funny. He's a damn lie, says Eric Alonzo. That's right. He's a fraud. He was found out, but he tried to get him back. He tried to get it by him. Uh, and it made me laugh out loud. What's the useless, the most useless talent? I'm trying to think of the most useless talent I have. Um, I can't say it's it's what I do for a living because it is fairly useless what I do for a living, but they also, you know, they also take pretty good care of me to do what it is that I do for a living to talk about sports, which is uh which is, you know, largely silly in the grand scheme of things. Um, do I have a useless talent? Maybe I'm just talentless and I don't have a talent that even could be considered useless. I'm not sure. I have to think about this for, for, uh, quite some time. I mean, whistling is kind of a useless talent, you know? I mean, maybe, maybe I think, but that's, that's a common one, but I, th I think whistling is, you know, what, what is there to be gained from whistling? Like, unless you're like really, really good and it sounds like actually musical, like there's nothing you know, mute whistling does not change anybody's life. It is not hugely beneficial, but it also is, I think, considered a talent. Yeah, so probably whistling. I would say that. <laughs> Derek R says trying to reach 200 by Super Bowl. Yeah, that's well. No, it's not useless. It's not useless at all. Because um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be fat, and I'm working on that very, very hard. Even though people uh, like our buddy with the Washington Commanders um, uh, tries to undermine me with six dozen cookies left at my press box. Anyway. That's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. That's going to do it for us this week on the Primetime Show. I've got vacation coming up. No radio for me tomorrow. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm going to I'm taking full advantage of this bye week. No primetime tomorrow or Thursday, but we will have something, uh, a small video component prepared for you, two Titans topics that we will have, and it will not be, you know, obviously a full primetime feature but we will be with you in some form or fashion even if i won't be here with you necessarily and i'm gonna enjoy my time off i hope you enjoy a uh, a fun college football weekend and a stress-free sunday uh for many of you titans fans who have been living and dying with each play of of titans football that is uh snapped and uh you know we will be back to do it on sunday night in full fashion i will be rested i will be rejuvenated and we will get you ready for another opportunity against the Indianapolis Colts at home. Talk to you guys then on A to Z Sports Primetime. There's All right, we right haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM.